The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back, Spookles and Witches. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome back to Lights Out Podcast. Um, we are pleased to share our Galentine's Day date with you today. Um, we it's are been going a wonderful to, date. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a really nice day so far. Um, really relaxing, to be honest. Except um, for the stabbing <laughs> earlier, the tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, we got um we got matching tattoos today and then we went to my my workplace to get um Thanks. sushi. Forgot the sushi. <laughs> um got the wine though. Yeah, we got um, four bottles of wine, forgot all of the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> uh we've been watching movies today and we actually watched a movie to prepare for our topic today, um, uh, which is about Slenderman. Um and we randomly decided to do this one. I was just like, Hey, you know, this would be really cool to do. I, I mean he was was really popular when we were in like middle school, middle school to high, high school, school is yeah. kind of when he was like peaking yeah everyone was obsessed with slender man around like 2012 to like 2014 i want to say yeah he was very popular in the media games were coming out pewdiepie was playing it like it was insane and i've never really looked at the backstory and so <laughs> i also wanted to watch the movies there's a couple movies on him um there's two other ones besides the one we watched that I haven't watched um, one of them. They're both, I think, low budget movie films. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we watched the one with Joey King and Jess and Claire um, are the most popular actors that I know. Um, but that one, that movie was OK. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I think that they could have gone a lot of directions. I mean, the anticipation was really great. Like the buildup was OK, uh, but the plot was really slow, which is something I don't vibe with in, in horror movies, which yeah. is why I don't like a 24 horror films. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so we're going to talk about him today, kind of where he comes from. Summer's got a lot of stuff on yeah. his background. I mainly got the facts. <laughs> I like went all over his fandom page to get all of his abilities and sightings, we'll say. Just putting it out there, he is not a real creature. He's not. He no. is completely <laughs> uh, made. Fictional. Yeah. Um, we also will be going over the Slenderman stabbings. So here's your trigger warning. It may get a bit graphic. Mine won't, but I don't know what Summer has because it's a surprise. we both do our own research and see like what different things we can find rather yeah. than just doing the same research and being like, oh, well, you found this. So I'm not going to cover that. Like, yeah, <laughs> we usually divide it up. And obviously she was more interested in this than I was. <laughs> not that I'm not interested in Slenderman. It's just he's a very interesting topic because he's not real he hasn't been alone mm-hmm. he hasn't been around that long yeah. it's not like the Babadook or you know whatever else is out there that has been around for like centuries like this yeah. guy was made not even like 20 years ago yes <laughs> so um I guess we'll just get into it I'm sorry I'm very burpy this wine That's is making okay. me a little it's, it's good wine it's a little bubbly it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um so he was born on June 8th uh, 2009 by Eric Knudsen. He's also called by, um, there's another name he has, uh, that he used on the forum. If I can find it, um, Victor Serge is his online name. So if I interchange them, just know that Eric Knudsen is his real name. Victor Serge is his online name that he used to create Slenderman. Um, so this is one of the first pure products of the internet, which is, huge because the internet is such a big part of everyone's life um, which is why I think he blew up so much 
as if he was in the beginning of the era of technology and, and the internet, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal, but because it was kind of the prime of social media and um, all the different platforms, I think it really just helped aid in the process. Yeah, that was like... I want to say it was around the time of like don't hug me i'm scared salad fingers that type of era i like rusty spoons they feel good on my salad fingers yes that's the one i love that video (laughs) yeah you're a salad finger fan and i'm a don't hug me i'm scared fan. i have seen that and it terrifies me because like it just makes me think of a bad acid trip every time i watch it and i absolutely hate it creative i know all the words to every single video scares me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's around that time i would say um because they not long after it came out i believe that that video game came out for him too yeah because um, I remember right after like Slenderman came out, I was watching PewDiePie play it, yeah. and then I think I played the game myself, never finished it. I think I got scared. Yeah, and no, I got <laughs> scared watching PewDiePie play it yeah. because there's no like method to no, finishing like, it. It's yeah. just run and try to grab all the pages. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he ever finished it. He got to like no. page nine, or I think there might have been 11 or something. I forget how many pages there were, but... He got really close and then he died. I was like, nope. Because it gets more intense and more hard every yeah. every page you find. And Slenderman keeps like popping up the more pages you have. Yeah, and, and you have to go in like the buildings and you turn around and he's there. And yeah. you have, there's one page where it's like in a corner. So it's like three walls and like he's behind you basically yeah. like it's i don't like, know how you're supposed to get trap. out <laughs> it's a trap that's what that is it's so, like haha no one gets to beat this game <laughs> he's kind of i feel like Slenderman has a god complex because you know he's, he's, he's always gonna get his way <laughs> he's always gonna get his way no matter what yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so um it first appeared on a forum which i believe would be like our current turn like reddit forum yeah. um, and it was called something awful under a thread called create paranormal images and at one website it said that it was also like a like a competition or some kind of contest to create the best like fictional photo with a description um so this first image there's there's a couple that have gone around um this one is the one that i saw on the origins website um but he did post a couple pictures for this contest once it got really popular Uh, but this is one description and it says that it was the first image was of a tall out of focus figure next to a tree saying one of two photographs from the sterling city city library blaze notable for being taken the day 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the slender man deformities cited as filmed effects by officials fire at the library occurred one week later actual photograph confiscated as evidence and this was in 1906 photographer mary thomas missing since june 13th 1986 so i think that's what drew people in mainly because it's like an eerie kind of photo like all the photos of slender man are pretty like eerie yeah because he's kind of out of focus not really there and if you're not paying attention he's not there it's kind of like in sinister when you see him in the videos like you don't see him right away yeah but then you see him and you're like oh my god (laughs) so it kind of reminds me of that um but it the photos are kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. Um, there's another one, the the one of the two that they're referring to in the des- description. He posted another one, and it was with kids in it. Um, and that one was a little more creepy than just someone standing off in the distance because mm-hmm. that doesn't scare me. <laughs> but real-life photos, that's why I think I when I talk about signs a lot when we were watching the movie, it reminds me a lot of signs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't like that. I didn't like when it started getting like, oh, he's just walking between houses. Like that terrified me as a child. Oh, no. So no, no, no. 
when it becomes more of like a realistic photo, then I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Keep your little alien self in the cornfield. I'm good. <laughs> Respect the boundaries. Um, so this caused a bunch of other people to add their own inter- interpretations. And some even added a backstory in 16th century Germany and even in 5000 BC. So mm-hmm. people really made this story kind of come to life, which I think is the problem with it, (laughs) um, is why people think it's so real, because it got really crazy really fast. Um, Within, like, a year or two, it was all over the internet. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing it on the internet, and I was like, this is really stupid. (laughs) Like, people believe this is real? Like, Mm -hmm. it's scary, but, like, I'm not worried. Like, when I was a kid, the biggest thing that scared me was chain mail. So Gmail, yes. That was the worst. Because they're like, episode. a girl's going to come kill your parents in the middle of the night. I was like, I love my parents. <laughs> I'm like, no. Um, I don't have 20 friends to send this to. <laughs> I don't. I didn't have 20 friends. And I hated getting it because I was like, stop doing it. Yeah, I'd send it to my mom. And she's like, what? This isn't real. I'm like, you don't know that. You don't know that. Uh, so this then gained a definition in 2011 on a Yahoo poster saying that Slenderman is a supernatural creature that's described as appearing normal human being, but he's described as being eight feet tall and has vectors slash extra appendages that are described to be sharp as swords. The creature is known to stalk humans and cause many disappearances. He is described as a shadow creature that has a missing face. The creature fits into many mythologies, mythologies (laughs) in legends. From nations such as Germany and the Celts, which brings up the possibility, oh, I skipped way too far ahead, that he could be real. A man named Vector Surge found this legend and made his own version of it, which he called Slenderman. The Slenderman is not exactly evil, according to mythology, but Vector Surge's version shows him as an evil creature that stalks humans to kill. In mythology, he was actually trying to save you from a painful death by taking you to the underworld early, which I think is really sweet. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather have someone be like, hey... I know it sucks, but you're dying, and I'm here to make sure that you don't suffer. Like, I'd be cool with that. I mean, it's... He's a little scary, yeah. but, like, if he saves me from a painful death, I'd rather go peacefully. Would than- you rather be dragged by hellhounds or walked peacefully with Slenderman? I'm going to go with Slenderman. <laughs> he, he might have really gross long fingers, but you know what? The S- things we do to yeah. make sure we're okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, before I get to the... Um, murder um Nutson did a really long interview so if you want to watch that go ahead um but he basically said that he was influenced by H.P. Lovecraft Stephen King and his short stories surreal imaginings of William J. Burroughs and a couple of games of survival horror genre such as Silent Hill and Resident Evil the most direct influence were Zach Parsons That Insidious Beast SK short story The Mist SK it's Stephen King I put a I put abbreviations in my notes so sometimes <laughs> I don't think about it when I'm reading um and the essay tale regarding the rake which I know that story too um reports of a so-called shadow people the mothman and the mad gasser of Manhattan or Mattoon Mattoon close Yes. <laughs> um, which the Mothman I don't really see a lot in besides the shadowy kind of creature and not really yeah. being around, but people are seeing him. But either way, um, I think he has a lot of really great things that he pulls from. I can definitely see the Resident Evil thing. Uh, Silent Hill for sure with the eerie, oh, like yeah. out of focus, kind of weird creature, uh, different universe kind of thing. Um And obviously many games and forums and video series were made about him, as well as more recently movies. 
Um, you can find, there's a couple video series. Uh, there's some on the Slenderman Reddit page, as well as I believe YouTube that like make up stories about seeing Slenderman. And I'm sure there's more out there, but I know there's a couple video series that are really popular, but either way, just a reminder that he is not real. He is completely made up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that you should be afraid of. Um, I know a lot of people, especially younger kids that were younger than us when we saw him, were a little more gullible to the idea of him. But Yeah, w- my sister was scared, but my younger brother wanted to meet him. So that's... <laughs> we got different, different ends of the spectrum yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some people were intrigued. Some people were terrified. Some people didn't I just it. didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into the murder, I'm going... Well, attempted murder. Um, I'm going to be talking about what his so-called abilities are and his features. Um, what features? <laughs> or lack thereof. He's got like three features, okay? <laughs> he appears typically as a tall 6 to 15 feet uh, humanoid creature in a black, gray, or red suit with a black tie. He does look really snazzy, though. Yeah, no, he he pulls together an outfit. I'll give him that. Like, um, at least he's, like, killing in style, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, his face is completely white with no facial features, with no hair, and normal-ish looking hands. His fingers are a little bit talon-like. Yeah. Depending on the This depiction. was also the time where like people the like morph suits were coming out. So yes. people were dressing as Slenderman for Halloween. Uh yeah. Um <laughs> I knew a couple people who dressed up as him, but like Ben was terrified of him, so we never like played <laughs> the game, watched the movie, nothing. But that's fantastic. Um, a lot of people dressed up as him for Halloween. Do I want to dress up as Slenderman next time Ben's in town? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll hate you forever. <laughs> Um, so he behaves in a passive aggressive nature, typically stalking targets for years before even attacking. He tends to torture victims mentally using fear and paranoia to drive them to insanity. And his motives are actually unknown. So he does have quite the abilities, I would say. He has selective invisibility, typically only appearing on cameras or to children. Uh, he can change his height and shape. In the movie we watched, he went from six feet tall to, I, I don't even know how tall, taller than the tree. That was pretty. He was the tree at yeah, one point. Yeah, he was, he was the tree. And he <laughs> changes from his shadow form to actual form to invisible to visible. It's it's yeah, very strange. Yeah, I just watch it. You, you'll understand. <laughs> he also can shape his arms into tentacles and sprout extra tentacles from his back and use as extra appendages. I just don't think that's necessary personally. Yeah. Um, why do you need extra <laughs> But that that's a question for like him. Like if we're just trying to like take kids, like why you got to bring out the tentacles? Yeah, you I know? feel like they, they'd go willingly, Extra grip, honestly. I guess, but <laughs> I mean. Extra <laughs> <laughs> um, So there has been some so-called sightings of Slenderman-like creatures in Germany in the early 1600s. Many German myths and fairy tales have been cited using Slenderman-like creatures as cautionary tales for children. And photographs from the early 1900s are the first reports where images of Slenderman can be found. Reports from this time indicate sightings in America, UK, and Russia, and usually are connected to reports of missing children. Now, I do have some things that survivors may have left. Keep in mind, again, this is all for fantasy and fiction. Um, If the victim was a child, he would approach peacefully and gain their trust. 
if you listen to our core lineup, so that sounds very similar to the Beldam. Um, in adults, they all had recently gone through a traumatic event that may have been caused by Slenderman. And for adults, they would be got be stalked and toyed with for long periods of time, causing slender illness, and symptoms include massive paranoia, nausea, nosebleeds, nightmares, and hallucinations. Slenderman would also abduct the victim, typically in a nearby forest where they would be killed in messy killings. Whole buildings would be burnt to the ground, houses, work, or school, often killing close ones in order to cover up the tracks. Originally, Slenderman killed its victims by impaling them on branches of very tall trees, leaving them to bleed to death. Yes. Uh, it actually reminds me of... It's a game where you get to play as the killer or the victim. Dead by Daylight? Yes. Yes, because you could put them on the hook. I don't know why it reminded me of that, but like you, I don't. I've never actually. Oh, you never. Just okay, well, because you can be the killer or the, yeah. Those are I think I, I never really was good at the game, so I would typically. I've heard it's very hard, which is oh, why yeah. I haven't played. Yeah, it it's really hard. I get very <laughs> anxious when I play horror games. So okay, I played um, The Last of Us when I was so. Me and my first oh, okay. boyfriend broke up, and I bought him The Last of Us because we mentioned like wanting to play it together, and then he broke up with me before Christmas, so then in turn, I played it myself, <laughs> and it's actually <laughs> one of my favorite video games, but there's a scene where you're in a house full of crickers, crickers, clickers, which are these really terrifyingly fast zombies, and they kind of okay. look like a sea barnacle, like growing, like how barnacles grow on like ships that are yeah. in the water. So they look like that with their heads and they're attracted to sound and they're very fast and you have to kill them with a headshot. And it, I would, oh my God, I, I had like instantly. a panic attack. No, I, thank you for telling me that. So I'd never buy that game. <laughs> yeah. It gave me like a huge panic attack and I had to stop playing because I was so nervous and my hands were sweating and like <laughs> I was playing in the dark and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, but Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I also was intrigued. I was like, I, I wonder if there's any, like, folklore or anything related to Slenderman. See if he might have been derived of anything. The only thing I found was the Noparobo. If you liked Monster High, you might have heard of this. Because there's a character that is the daughter of the Noparobo. It's a little past our time, but I still watch the movies. I loved Comfort Monster movies. High. <laughs> I don't care. I had the dolls. Draculaura. Chef's kiss. Um, anyway. Frankenstein's <laughs> daughter was my favorite. Yeah. Frankie. I loved her. Frankie Stein. Yeah. She oh. was great. Yeah. And the and uh, the ghost one. I liked her too. Oh, uh, what was her? I don't remember her name. I don't either. Either but way. that movie was great. Movie. Uh, I, there was a, I feel like there was a TV show. I had the Wii game. I loved mm. the game. I, I was a Barbie girl, so. I was all of it. I loved all of it. Barbies, brats, everything. Sorry. Yes. I know we have male listeners, and they're probably like, wow, this just sidetracked, so. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> you should know that by now. <laughs> if you've been listening to our podcast, you know we get sidetracked. Uh, anyway, the Noparobo is a Japanese creature whom is a faceless ghost, which sounds very similar to Slender Man. And when I was researching this, I had to stop because I got scared and I was alone. I think there's actually a video game that came out not that long ago that was similar to that. Okay. It was like a Japanese ghost, but... It also like affected technology and it would appear out of nowhere and kind of yeah. like make the the person feel like they were going crazy. So I yeah. think it might be based on that too. Yeah. Um, the Noparobo appear to be ordinary humans, but they are shapeshifters, oftenly, 
often mistaken for muhina, which are like badger-like shapeshifters. So their natural form are like badgers or like some type of animal. But I think the natural form for the Noparobo are just humans. Um, they usually appear to the victim as someone they know before erasing all facial features. I know the story I read. This man wanted to go to this pond to fish. Everyone told him not to go. It was sacred area. He went anyway, met a woman, and then she erased her face, ran to a nearby stand, and told the guy what happened. And when he finished explaining, he was like, oh, you mean like this? And wiped his face away. Then he went home to tell his wife, and it happened again. She made a whole Snapchat story about this. Yeah. Because I think you were drinking that night. No, I wasn't. That was the issue. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was the night you were drinking. That was the mythology one you were drinking. Yeah. But she, like, posted on her story about how freaked out she was. And she's like, I'm alone right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I came over to tell you. And you're like, oh, you mean like this? And I'm like, no, don't start with me. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> now we have the stabbings. Or, I mean, they successfully stabbed her, but attempted murder. Numerous times. But she somehow survived. You yeah. Know? That, that bitch is like, yeah, nah, you guys gonna rot. <laughs> she actually spoke on ABC News, I want to say in like 2019. I think they recently brought up the case not that long ago yeah. again because I think they wanted a retrial or something. Well, um, she, uh, what was her name? Peyton Lutner was asked if like she were to come in contact with her two ex-best friends who were the perpetrators in this case what she would say and she said that she would thank them because that instinct made her get into the medicine like join the medicine community and like oh, become a nurse yeah okay and um so I'm, i don't think i would thank them i'd probably no them in the face no i'd be like me, oh you tried to kill me for a fictional character probably beat the shit out um, of her to be honest but <laughs> that's just me yeah, but then you have a case too <laughs> I'd rather have a case for beating someone up and spend 24 hours in jail than try to kill my best friend. Yeah. Just me, though. I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> glad to know you're not going to kill anyone. <laughs> On May 31st, 2014, Peyton Lutner was found stabbed 19 times by her two friends in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Correct me if I'm if I pronounce that wrong. Waukesha, right? Sure. Isn't that it? Waukesha? Waukesha? I'm not from Wisconsin. I'm not even from the Midwest. I don't know. <laughs> in an attempt to become proxies for the fictional character Slenderman. Anissa Weir, I'm going to assume that's how you pronounce her name. I didn't write down their names, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> their names were Anissa Weir and Morgan Geeser, and they were 12 at the time and believed Slenderman to be real. In order to prove their loyalty to him and become proxies, they attempted to kill their best friend Peyton. They thought if they were to kill Peyton, they would become his proxies along with living in his mansion, prove his existence, and prevent him from hurting their families. Geyser also explained in the police interview that she had seen and heard ghosts or hallucinated it since the age of three and was certain that Slenderman demanded she killed her best friend to save the lives of her own family. Now, in the movie, they kind of bring this up, which we didn't really know much going into the movie, so I thought it might have been about the murders, but they do mention, like, sacrificing something they love in mm -hmm. order to get Slenderman to go away, um, but in turn, it doesn't, it's not enough, is basically the concept, that yeah. he wants the people that... Sub in him. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, it's yeah crazy. <laughs> Another note, don't summon things. 
Don't kill your best friend either. Yeah. Just put I feel there. like that should be known, but we're just going <laughs> to put that in out case there. Just you in wanted case. to save someone. You're like, hey, maybe Slender Man is real. No, he's not. No, he's not. I promise. <laughs> um, so for the... <laughs> The attack took place in David's Park, which is a nearby forest, and they were playing hide and seek during this time. <laughs> On May 31st, 2014, Lutner was pinned down and stabbed 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso with a five-inch long kitchen knife. Two wounds, two major organs. One missed a major artery of her heart less than a millimeter away, and another through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. Lutner then dragged her to a nearby dragged herself to a nearby road where a cyclist found her and called 911. Yeah, I read um, in one of the websites that uh, they claimed that they were going to Slenderman's mansion after they killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, I, f- I don't think it was those woods that they thought it was in. But it was in another... Yeah, they were, like, walking to where it was when the police found them Mm -hmm. because they didn't go home. So they were driving and they saw them walking. (laughs) And he was like, hey, uh, did you kill your friend recently? (laughs) (laughs) They they also told uh, Peyton that they were... After they stabbed her, they said, oh, we're going to go look for help. But obviously they didn't. And even then, I wouldn't believe them. You're like, oh, you just stabbed me 19 times and you're going to go get help? Really? And Are you? <laughs> can we talk about the complications of this for the, for a second? So not only were they premeditating this, which is a huge factor in murder trials, mm-hmm. but they stabbed her 19 times. Yeah. And they actually planned to stab her the day before. And they were like, nah, t- tonight's not the night. We'll do it tomorrow. They really planned this out. And I know one friend was more hesitant than the other, though there's... Um, it was Anissa Wire that was who originally admitted to everything first. And Morgan Geyser was like that. I don't want to say the head of the operation, but she didn't she feel empathy. That, for the one it. that got diagnosed with schizophrenia? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they obviously tried to plead insanity i know you're gonna go through the court and everything but the fact that it was premeditated and it seemed more like a crime of passion than anything yeah um they deserved a lot worse than what they have currently um but talk about the court and we can talk more about it after in 2017 wire pleaded pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second degree homicide a jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect Geyser was evaluated by psychiatrics to determine how long she would be placed in a mental hospital. She was then diagnosed with schizophrenia, which her father also suffered from. Wire was sentenced to 25 years to life and a indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute followed by a communal supervision until the age of 37. Whereas Geyser was sentenced to the maximum 40 years to life, an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement in addition to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until the age of 53, followed by continued communal supervision and periodic reevaluations and or reinstitution and further treatment. In 2020... The past year, which I did not know this 
like thing was still that's going why on. I, I thought i saw something in the news because yeah. i know a documentary was, came out too there was something about that one and then also the girl that like pushed her boyfriend to commit suicide like told him it was a oh, good thing to do i remember that, that both i think came up last year i totally forgot they about, that, about that, one. that case yeah. yeah so i was like I think I saw that in the news because I, for some reason, I just think about them together because they both basically did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I, I don't remember if it was a documentary or a TV show, but there was like a special that talked about the Slenderman stabbings, the woman who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself, and then the woman who chopped off her boyfriend's penis and threw it on a highway. There's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> Not the highway part, but the chopping off of their I feel like that's a genitals little too and doing common. something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Not to do say that. it's not necessarily deserved, but I wouldn't cut off his genitalia because they I'm not trying to go out. to jail. <laughs> yeah, they could bleed out that way. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, in 2020, an appeals court rejected Geyer's petition to be tried as a juvenile. Her attorney, Matthew Pinks. I'm going to say that's how you pronounce his name. Argued she should have been charged with attempted second degree homicide instead of first and argue that Geyser gave statements before being read her Miranda rights. Um, yeah, they were both tried as adults, um, even though they were like, what, 12? 12. 12. Yeah. Um, and that was only a little younger than us when this whole thing yeah. came out. And. If I had to say anything, if you kill anybody, regardless of your age, you should be tried as an adult. Absolutely. Because you killed someone. You killed someone. And oh. I get if you, like, if it was, like, abuse and you were trying to get away. Or that's somehow different. it was a freak accident. <laughs> Not premeditated murder. Yeah. No, they plan to kill their best friend. That is... And that's not second degree. That is first degree, especially yeah. when you are the one making the plans. Yeah. And I think she was the one who actually stabbed her as well. And I think the other one just held her down. Yeah. Because the other one didn't really want to do it, but she did it because I think uh, Kaiser kind of forced her to do it. I think Morgan I remember. scared Anissa into thinking that mm. Slenderman was going to come for her, so she had to help. I think she said it was she was going to come for her family or something, so yeah. it like scared her into helping. So I think she got deserved the second degree, of course. Yeah. But Anissa got second degree, and that's totally This deserving. bitch does not deserve a retrial and deserved worse than going to a psychiatric ward, no. in my opinion. She deserved to go to a woman's prison and get treated yeah. like an adult there. Absolutely. She she does have schizophrenia, understandable. It's not an excuse, She though. should have gotten proper treatment beforehand, or it's kind of hard to see the schizophrenia, especially at a young age. It gets looked as bipolar disorder frequently, I believe. Um, but on the proper medication, she should have been in prison instead. Like, hey, here's your medication. Now you're going to be in confinement. Yeah, you treat her until she showed regular function and then throw her in prison. Yeah. Because it's wrong. It's just, it's so wrong. And yeah. you see it all the time that people try to plead insanity and they do have underlying psychiatric issues. But the point being is that it was planned. It was not solely based on their mental health it was them believing in a delusion that a fictional creature was going to come attack them or it was an excuse for that yeah i'm pretty sure every single serial killer that we've talked about has pled insanity and it's been denied every single time it should have been no different yeah if we're, we're if we're trying to create a system like we've talked about in the johnny depp if we're trying to create a system of equality in the court system we have to start doing it with every gender every court case it has to be looked at objectively and being like is this wrong or is this okay 
Yeah. Should this person get leniency or should this person face life? Like, yes, these are children. Did they kill someone? Yes. Well, that, that is the difference here. Like, if it's a kid and they accidentally, like, hurt their classmate and stab them or something on accident, that's a little different. This, These two 12-year-old, not even teenagers... Planned made a, a murder. Yeah, attempt. they planned a murder, thought they were going to get away, did a poor job at cleaning up the scene, clearly. They, they did... Leave her in the bathroom because there was a drain, and they thought that would take care of the blood. So that was their way of trying to clean it up. I just want to know what this poor girl's trauma about. They left, and I believe they were stopped at either a gas station or a convenience store of some sort, and they found the knife in Morgan Geyser's pocket or not pocket, a uh, backpack. Yeah, they definitely found the Werner robe, and they took it with them. Yeah. Because I remember when this case initially came out, so, like, I knew about it because I was like, how could you be so stupid? Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, are, does she really believe that Slenderman was real, first of it all? It was huge when it came out, too. Yeah. It was on everything. I'm pretty sure it was talked about in class. Like, it was insane. Um, but there is something that I didn't know about that I found on another website, and it said that around the anniversary of his creation, a teen in Cincinnati, Ohio, attacked her mother, and um, it was she was obsessed with Slenderman, and she had history of mental illness, but she didn't kill her mother or anything, but she just decided to try to kill her mother, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and she went crazy, but, like, this is a serious thing. And so yeah. with this came the issue of people blame the story um, of the – for the tragedy of, you know, the girl almost dying. And they wanted the movie to be delayed because they were worried that it was going to bring back, like, people who believed in it. And I guess a lot of people's kids believed in Slender Man. And it's not wrong to believe in fictional creatures. It's not yeah. wrong to believe in folklore or mythology or whatever you want to believe in. But using that as an excuse to justify um, aggression is a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. You could totally <laughs> read Slender Man and be like, yeah, this is very interesting. I could see it. Like, do I kind of want to scare my kids by telling them Krampus is real? Yes. Are I they going to kill me because kids. of Krampus? <laughs> no. Because yeah. it's okay to be scared of things because that's human nature, to be scared of things we don't understand. Yeah. But to try to make it seem like it's the person who made Slender Man's fault for the violence that's occurred is just wrong. Yeah. He's the not the one who hold, held the knife to the girl's chest. Yeah. Just because he created a fictional character doesn't he mean He did it's not his intend fault. for it to get like this. Yeah. He probably didn't even expect anyone to even like the photo, you know? Yeah. Because when you're a creator like that, you don't expect anything. Yeah. You, you just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't know if the, anyone's going to like this, but I'm going to put it out there and see what happens. And it blew up. You know, and I just, I, I don't think he has any blame in this. And I'm no. sure he feels guilty. I'm sure he was like, oh my God. He's like, like, what did I do to the world? <laughs> and, you know, it's not wrong to do these things. And I don't think that people should blame him or Slenderman himself because he's not real. But the story of Slenderman shouldn't be, you know, used as something that's wrong. I think yeah. it's all, it's a teaching moment. I think it's important that you teach your kids the difference between things that are fake or not necessarily real and fictional and, you know, part of the fantasy world or part of another world, just, you know, spinning stories. Like, we do that all the time yeah. with different fictional creatures, holidays included, you know? And what's mm -hmm. the difference? Another thing with uh, the Slenderman stabbings, the entire creepypasta forum was banned from 
the whole county, I believe, this took place in in order to protect students from finding information about Slenderman and eventually acting like these two girls did. I just, I... Which I understand why they banned to protect the children, I but it, but you can't protect people from the truth. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like it's that's why there. I always hated censorship. Yeah, censorship is a huge issue, and you know we do it a lot. Actually, like a lot of our media is owned by the same production companies, and if they want to censor something, they're going to censor it. Yeah, and I think it's wrong, like how they uh, took away the violence in line- Looney Tunes, which is just what they did. Yeah, oh. which is just taking the gun array for like rabbit hunting and. And all that stuff, like it's in yeah. the dynamite. Probably, I don't know. It's I love it's harmless tunes. fun. It's cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. You're censoring a cartoon. What do you think your kid's gonna grow up to be when they find out the truth about all this stuff? I think it's a good way to introduce scary things and kind of ease it into the world. Yeah, you can't hide the truth from your kids. Like they're going to know eventually. First of all. Like, I'm not going to hide things from my kid. I'm going to tell them the truth about things because they deserve to know because they're going to find out one way or another. And I'd prefer them to find out in a way that I want them to learn rather than them finding out something else and then twist it like some people do. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you rather your kids be aware of how the world can be dangerous and scary or just not have any knowledge and probably get in a situation where they are a victim of assault or whatever it may be? Like, my kid's going to be punching someone who tries to kidnap them. Like, they're going to fight or flight. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I I don't agree with censorship, and I don't think that it's right. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I just think the whole thing's messed up, and he shouldn't be blamed for it. And I just, you know, it's a messy story, and I think this is a teaching lesson, um, especially with parents letting their kids on the Internet, what they let them see and if they find out their kids watching something or looking at things that they shouldn't be just you know having that conversation being open about it is the most important thing and I think that these girls were obsessed with him before and no one took the signal or they didn't think anything of it and it just escalated very quickly and that's no one to blame except the girls who did it so yeah and you uh, have some creepy pasta about Slenderman. I do. So, okay. um, <laughs> a little backstory. Um, I in our last creepy pasta episode, we read someone who I've been in contact with since basically we started our podcast. Um, his name is T Stash. He was the one who we you read his stories the last time we mm-hmm. had a creepy pasta episode, and he was like, "Hey, you know, my friend does this really cool stuff. I think you'd be interested interested in his work." Um, and so I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I can look at it. We're doing a Slenderman episode soon, anyway, so I think it might be a good thing to do. I'll talk to him." And uh, he gave us permission. So um, this story comes from a guy called Four Shot Bot. And he makes a very good story. It's very well um, read. Some people read it on YouTube. Um, And this is called, I think, My New Roommate is Slenderman. And um, he has 13 episodes. He did say that he wanted me to know that he hasn't revised it fully yet. Usually when creepypasta writers make a story, they make the story in its fullest. And then they go back and revise it so that it's absolutely perfect. So it's just finished. Um, Yeah. So he's not in that process yet, but I'm going to read from it because I don't think he's going to change that much. Um, And I just wanted to, you know, put a little something special because this episode wasn't super long without it. Um, And it's a little, it's a, it's a bit of a, of a a story. So based on our analytics, I hear that a lot of people like our creepypasta stories. So might as well throw a little one in there. Oh, 
this this is gonna be really suiting for this episode too. So it starts. I know, 2009 wants its creepypasta back. But I'm serious. I'm like 85% sure that this guy is Slenderman. Allow me to explain. This guy is freakishly tall. Probably like 7'4", if you are an American, roughly 224 centimeters. I hate that. I, no. <laughs> um, of course, he could just be normal tall guy, right? There are plenty of really tall people like that. Maybe the depression and loneliness has just made me paranoid. Who's to say? But he also doesn't seem to want to show me his face. Always wearing something that'll cover it up. When I first met the guy, he was wearing a ski, <laughs> a ski mask and sunglasses. Yeah, inside his apartment wearing a ski mask and sunglasses. He just told me he was worried about the virus that's been going around and has really sensitive eyes. Weird, right? Anyway, I don't want to get into too in-depth into my situation because I'm assuming you guys don't want to hear about some guy in his early 30s talk about his problems. But long story short, I ended up having to get a new job after I got laid off because I hadn't come into work for personal reasons. My, my new job at a nearby convenience store pays me about enough to lay awake hungry at night if I didn't get a new place to live. So, I ventured to Craigslist to try to find people who need roommates. I had been searching for the past month, but just couldn't find anything in my dog, sit <laughs> my dog shit price range. One day, though, after a month of searching, I found an amazingly suspicious deal at a relatively nearby apartment. The listing stated the person was looking for one roommate wi willing to pay 20% of the monthly bill. I figured it would just be some group of broke teenagers trying to pay as little as possible at first. I mean, realistically, that would be the only real reason I would have had to pay so little. So I kept reading and found out that it currently only had the lister living there currently. I thought it must have been a joke or a typo or something, but when I called to see if it's still available, the man confirmed that it would just be just him and I living there. I asked why he was offering such a low percentage for a roommate, to which he responded, I don't get out much. Just kind of want someone around, you know? Considering the pandemic, I figured he was one of those work-at-home types and prefers to not leave the confinements of his home. But even still, it seemed pretty suspicious. Regardless, I needed somewhere to stay, and considering the debt that had begun to pile up, I didn't have many options. We came up with the time for me to check the place out, and I hung up. After a restless night of hunger pains and pirated movies, I was practically ready to storm the beaches of Normandy. Too soon? Anyway, the next day I arrived at the place I would soon call to call my home. Well, house. Living quarters? I don't know. It doesn't exactly feel like a home, but does at the same time. It's hard to explain. So I arrived at his place around 2 p.m. that day and knocked on the door. I heard the voice, and I heard the day before... Right. I forgot to tell you his name. His name is Terry. I keep getting sidetracked. Sorry. So I hear Terry's voice say, one moment, be right there. When he opened the door, I was not expecting to see some circus freak on stilts standing there. His voice was so normal. I was expecting some six foot tall guy with brown hair or something, not some tall, skinny weirdo in a black dress pants, a hoodie and ski mask. You get the idea. His hands were rather pale too. Not ghost white, but just like someone who hadn't seen the light of day in years. He must have seen the look of confusion on my face because he started laughing and said, Man, it looks like you just seen a ghost. Do you want to check out the place or what? I said all right and went inside. Yet again, more shit that I didn't quite add up. A pretty average apartment. It was pretty nice, in fact. I have no idea what I was expecting, but seeing a normal apartment set up like he was just your average Joe did not make sense to me in the slightest. It had a comfortable-looking couch that was definitely not cheap, a huge-ass TV with every console known to man underneath, and a whole fuck-ton of gains inside a cabinet next to the TV. He saw me with my mouth agape staring at the impressive setup. You play games, kid? He asked me. Yeah, but i never seen so many consoles just sitting in one place before. I was genuinely amazed at the collection as I had never had more than one console and a PC at one time. Wait, why did you call me kid? I'm 32, you know. Yeah, compared to me, you're just a kid. I call anyone younger than me, kid. Don't let it get to you. 
whatever. So where will my room be then? I asked with slight irritation. Right, I'll show you. We had begun to walk down the short hallway type thing. The small ass hallways you only ever see in apartments or small houses. Just as he began to walk past what I was assuming to be his room, he quickly slammed the door shut, but not before I saw one of his walls lined with three anime posters. I didn't quite catch what anime they were from, but it looked at him and raised my eyebrows in a knowing manner. So, you like anime? <laughs> you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> I like jazz. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it, he said, stammering. All right, I won't judge, I said with my eyebrows still raised. We walked a few more steps, more like one for him, but a few for me. We came to a door and stopped. Well, this will be your room if you're still interested. I could hear it was still flustered. I never realized you could tell something like that from someone's voice. Anyway, as to be expected, it was a completely empty room with white walls and a small closet inside. I turned around after looking through the door and was about to tell him it looks good, but I hesitated. I could have sworn I had seen some kind of shadowy tentacle thing for a sec- split second before it vanished. Weird, but I was so sleep-deprived and hungry I just figured I was seeing things. <laughs> looks good, I said, slightly stumbling over my words. Great, when do you plan on moving in then? He said with slight enthusiasm. I can start tomorrow if you don't mind. Sounds great. How long do you anticipate it will take? I hesitated. Remember, I had sold most of my belongings I considered unnecessary, so I had money to pay my bills. Considering I had only won my job for two weeks and hadn't had a job for a month before that. So pretty much all I had was a mattress, no bed frame, it being one of the things I sold. My PC, monitor, desk, chair, blanket, pillow, and clothes. It'll probably be finished tomorrow. I don't have much to move. Really? He seemed truly surprised, which seemed weird considering the guy was only asking me to pay about 400 a month for that place. No financially stable person is going to trust that. But I am, in fact, very poor and couldn't afford to find another place. Yeah, I went there. It would be a crime not to. Yeah, I had to sell a bunch of stuff a while back. See you tomorrow, then. I stated. We'll just fill out your paperwork tomorrow. See you then. With that, I was off. I went to McDonald's for a little bit of food to (laughs) satiate some of my hunger, then went home to try and get some sleep at 4 p.m., like a real man. I should mention that I have weekends off, which is why I don't have to work for the day before, or rather night. You get the idea. Anyway, so the next day I packed my stuff into my SUV, strapped my mattress to the top of my car, and headed out at about noon. When I arrived shortly after, I knocked on the door and waited. No answer. I knocked again and still, no answer. So I did what any good unofficial roommate would do. I burst through the door saying, the man of the hour is here. But no one was there. Really, I tell him coming over at noon today to move my stuff in and he isn't even here. I said under my breath. I go and knock on his door just to make sure, but he replied, oh shit, you're here already? Hold on, take a step back. Oh, come on, man. I already saw your guilty pleasure posted all over your wall yesterday, I responded. His tone then became serious. Seriously, take a step back. I did as he said that time. All right, you're good now. He quickly came out of his room wearing the same getup as the day before. This time, though, he appeared a bit more pale. You good, man? You seem a bit pale, I remarked. Yeah, I'm just not feeling too well today, that's all. He responded with a nervous laugh. All right, want to help me move my stuff in? It isn't a lot, but I could use some help with my mattress. He agreed to help, and we had everything moved in rather quickly, but I was setting my bed down, he told me something. Oh, and by the way, if you ever hear any noises coming from my room at night, don't worry about it. I suffer from night terrors, and so I can sometimes make a lot of noise in my sleep. I tried so- to soundproof my room as best as I could a while back for some complaints, but it isn't perfect. I thought it was a bit strange that it only happened to occur to him that he uh, to let me know, but I told him it wouldn't be an issue since I work in a graveyard chipped at my job, so I wouldn't be sleeping at night anyway. 
Afterwards, I filled out the proper paperwork and we played some games till nightfall. He's actually a pretty cool guy. The only strange thing is that he refused to tell me what he did as a job. But I figured it may have been confidential or something like that. So as 11.30 came around, I got ready to head to work. I let him know that I was heading out and then had an uneventful night at work. When I came home, however, I saw Terry chilling on the couch. But for a split second, I could have sworn I had seen that tentacle thing again. I know I was exhausted, but I know for a fact I wasn't that exhausted. But after I blinked, it was gone again. I swear, Terry, I think I'm losing my mind. I stated in the be- in the state of bewilderment. Long day at work, he commented, but for some reason refusing to look away from his show. But I mean, hey, whatever, right? Parks and Rec is a good show after all. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to hit the sack, Jack. Good night. He gave me a pity laugh and said goodnight. I know none of this proves he's Slenderman in any way. Maybe I'm suffering from some kind of minor schizophrenia. However, a few hours later, I woke to some weird sounds coming from Terry's room. It definitely wasn't night, so I highly doubted he was having night terrors. I walked over and knocked on his door. No reply. I knock again, and still, no reply. A few moments passed, and I realized the noise had stopped. I slowly opened the door, and as I did, I saw Terry. I realized that I hadn't been the one to open the door. But stranger still, for a second... I could have sworn I had seen nothing behind his sunglasses. Just told him the noises were keeping me awake and asked him to quiet down a bit and then walked to my room, which is where I'm writing this now in my room and I'm almost certain that my roommate is Slenderman. I think it's Slenderman. (laughs) (laughs) I personally think so. (laughs) I don't know what his other stories hold, but he's got like 13 parts to it. So I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. But um, I'm definitely curious (laughs) because that's... That's definitely an interesting one. I wonder if, like, he emits at some point or something. And what are the noises? Because the only noises, at least in the games and the stories, is, like, the camera, like, messing up. Like a staticky noise. What noises could this creature possibly be making that might not have a mouth? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, like... A squid noise. What do... Yeah. (laughs) I'm... You know, now that I think about it, that is a gross noise to some people. So if it is, I am sorry. But he's soundproofing his room. Like, what noise could be loud enough that he's hearing it through the walls? Even if he didn't soundproof his room. Yeah, and I feel like if it was, like, screaming, they would have said, I heard screams from Terry's room, not noises. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's some type of noise that is not typically human and his name's terry come on that's my grandpa's name hey hey (laughs) hold on (laughs) i love the name terry i want a cat and name him terry (laughs) that just proves my point even more (laughs) (laughs) grandpa core (laughs) it is my grandfather's name like in all seriousness oh is it really (laughs) (laughs) shout Uh, out to terry (laughs) is your grandpa slender man no Okay, that's good. He's got bad knees. He can't be Slenderman. <laughs> He's got bad knees. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where the story's going to go. I feel like it's kind of like the basement story where, like, it's not really going to, like, really sound like things are kind of hitting the fan until they're hitting the fan. Yeah. <laughs> Because right now he's just, like, kind of hallucinating, but I feel like it's going to become more prominent throughout the stories. Um, I was browsing his page, and I saw that he had – a lot of parts to the story um and i think the the most he's at right now is 13 so i'm not sure if he's done with the story or not yet okay um but i was thinking that you know i i know we get a lot of people who listen to our crazy pasta episodes and we do have one coming up we do um so i don't 
I I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I know not everyone listens to every podcast that comes out. So I will mention here again, (laughs) for the sake of our beautiful audience, that um, we do have a bunch of social media. We have a Facebook page where I post every Wednesday what episode's coming out that week. Um, It is also linked on our page. We have a discussion page, which no one uses. But I'm hoping once we start to get a little bit bigger that people use this to kind of give us feedback and things that they like or don't like things they want to hear more about. Um, because I know I love getting suggestions because a lot of the time it's stuff I don't even know about. Um, and I like learning just as much as anyone else does. So, um, you know, if you like the story and you want to know more, if you like the creepypasta we're reading now, um, let me know. Um, it, it is kind of difficult to get permission sometimes. Um, the people we've been working with have been really, really great, um, really, really kind and understanding and super great. Love the stories. Um, and I really appreciate working with them. Um, <laughs> so if you like these stories or you don't like them, just shoot us a message. Shoot us anything. <laughs> um, we also have an Instagram um, where I do the same thing. I post at the same time basically for both of them. Uh, we have a TikTok that we're starting to get a little more yeah. into. It's kind of hard to post on TikTok since we don't record video yet. Yet. We're working on it. (laughs) It will happen one day, eventually. Um, But we do, Summer runs the TikTok account, um, as well as the Twitter. So we also have that. Um, We do not have a Snapchat because we don't have use for it yet. Um, Yeah. We're working Um, on YouTube. I barely use my own Snapchat besides for, like, posting random stuff anyway. So... (laughs) But yeah, point being that, you know, it, it's good to get feedback, good or bad. Um, and the story is just one of them that we can toss into the pile because uh, yeah. we have plenty to read for our next episode. But it would be nice to throw in another story. Um, so if you like it, just let us know. Um, everything's Lights Out Podcast. And if it, it isn't, it is Lights Out Podcast X on most things. Uh, we have a link tree on the Facebook if you need so. You also find us on 511 Media Group. Yeah, on the YouTube and Instagram and Facebook page. Um, I don't believe there's a Twitter page. Um, But there is a Facebook that he posts on a lot. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And we'll eventually get um, a commercial running for some other podcasts that you can check out um, as well. So, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed our episode for today. It was kind of lax, but it was fun. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you enjoy all the creepy lore about Slenderman, who, by the way, is fictional. Just have to say that Please again. Please don't go stab your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's will, not coming I, for I'm you. I'm not going to stab you, by the way. If you're hearing, <laughs> if you're hearing voices, please go to a, a therapist a or a, a psychiatrist. psychiatrist or a doctor. Anyone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go drink some wine now. Uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed your Valentine's Day, whether it was with your cat, your dog, your person, or family. Or yourself. Or yourself. You date yourself, too. Self-love. That's what I do. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week.